praise you, Lord. Let's sing this out. Oh, happy day, happy day. You wash my sins away. Oh, happy day, happy day. I'll never be the same. Greatest day in history, death is beaten, you have rescued me, sing it out, Jesus is alive. The empty cross, the empty grave, life eternal, you have won the day, shout it out, Jesus is alive, he's alive, and oh, Happy day, you wash my sins away. Oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same. Praise you, Lord, forever I am changed. When I stand, when I stand in that place. Free at last, meeting face to face. I am yours, Jesus, you are mine. In this joy, perfect peace, every pain finally will see. Celebrate, Jesus is alive. Come on, He's alive. Yeah. Oh, happy day, happy day. Wash my sins away, oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same, yeah, forever I am changed, what a glorious day, oh, what a glorious day, what a glorious way. What a glorious day, what a glorious name, yeah. Lord, you have saved me. Oh, happy day, happy day. You wash my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day. I'll never be the same. Oh, happy day, happy day. You wash my sin away. Shout to the Lord this morning. We give you praise, God. Oh, thank you, Lord. To the cross I look, and to the cross I cling. 
Of the suffering I do drink Of this work I do sing For honor my Savior Both bruised and crushed Sure that God is love Oh my God is just Is at the cross you me gently to my knees and I am lost for words so lost in love I'm sweetly broken holy surrender thank you God we surrender all to you we surrender all to you Jesus and what a priceless such understood life Oh, have I been given Through Christ crucified Oh, yeah Cause you've called me out of death And you've called me into life I was under your wrath, God Now through the cross I'm reconciled Thank you, God Cross you, beckon me, you beckon me, draw me gently to my knees and I am lost for words, so lost in love, sweetly broken, a holy surrender. And all of the cross I must confess, we do confess, oh God. How wondrous you redeem me, love, how great is your faithfulness. How great is your faithfulness. How great is your faithfulness, oh Lord, to me. Oh, and I can hear the sound of your freedom coming down. I can hear the sound of your freedom coming down. I can hear the sound of your freedom coming down. Your freedom coming down. Your freedom coming down. And I can hear the sound of your freedom, God. And I can hear the sound of your freedom coming down. I can hear the sound of your freedom coming down. Your freedom coming down. Your freedom coming down. At the cross, you beckon me, you beckon me, draw me gently to my knees, and I am lost for words, so lost in love, I'm sweetly broken, holy surrender. And at the cross, you beckon me, draw me gently to my knees, and I am lost for words, so. Lost in love, I'm sweetly broken, holy surrender, and at the cross you beckon me, draw me gently to my knees, and I am lost for words, so lost in love, I'm sweetly broken, holy surrender.
my sins are washed away. Now all of my life I freely give because of your love, because of your love, because of your cross. My debt is paid because of your blood. My sins are washed away. Now all of Hallelujah. Well, good morning to you. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Glory. Amen. Glad that y'all joined us this morning. Hey, listen, we're going to do something different this morning. We're not going to have a regular service. We're going to have a a drama that we have prepared for y'all. Let's go ahead and pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, for who you are, we thank you for your love. We know that it's because of your love, Lord Jesus, that you not only died on the cross and was buried, but that you rose again, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for, for rising, Lord God, for, for raising up out of that grace to give us new life, Lord, and that you are seated at the right hand of the Father. Lord, we pray today as we join together to celebrate all that you have done for us, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us today, that you would minister to us. Holy Spirit, have your way, Lord. Let your anointing be great, Lord God, in this place and increase in our lives, each and, in every, each and every one of us today and as we move forward and as we leave here today, Lord, that we would continue to be transformed and live the fullness of life for the life that you have given to us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Oh, man. Oh, Derek, what's happening, man? What's up, Nick? What's happening? Long time no see. Boy, you're looking kind of rough, man. I think you need this more than me. New life, man. What are you talking about? I mean, I know I haven't been seeing you and Jessica here at the gym lately, but actually, you know, now that you mention it, I've been seeing some really strange stuff about you guys on Facebook, man. Well, it's going to come out eventually, man, so I might as well be real with you. My marriage is hurting. You know how Jessica and I have been struggling for the last two years ever since we lost our son. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, we've talked about that before. Uh, I think I remember you said that, you know, Jess had developed like some intimacy issues with you and her grief and all that, but dude, you told me you guys were going to counseling. I thought things were getting better for you. Yeah, we did, but it never really fixed anything. We did a good job on putting on a show in front of our friends, but at home all we had was drama. Then after a little while, I had to take care care of me, you know? I thought I had things on the DM, but a few months ago she got a hold of my phone and she saw me with some pictures of some people. Oh, no. I told her there was nothing going on, it was just friends, but she didn't want to hear that. Then a few weeks later, I lost my job, and I really became depressed. I see her getting up every morning going to work. It made me feel less and less like a man. I don't know what happened. Things seem to get worse and worse. Sure, we have problems, but all marriages do, right? Well, yeah. Anyway, she go to work. I text Rhonda. She come over. We do our thing. It's the only thing to make me feel like a man again. Then Jessica would come home. She would criticize me about not having a job, the house being a mess, and all I do is sit around texting females all day. Man, I'm frustrated. It's like I lost my job, it's like I lost my son, now it's like I lost my wife. I couldn't take it anymore. When I got my last check, I bounced. What? 
Man, well, where have you been all this time then? You know here and there. Sometimes I stay at one of my boys' house. Sometimes I sleep in my car. Sleep in your car. Derek, tell me you're not happy with this situation. I mean, tell me you're wanting things to change. Change? Nick, the world's a disaster. Why should my life be any different? You turn on the TV, you have terrorists bombing people. You have hurricanes and tornadoes killing people. You have earthquakes destroying people's houses. You have people killing people. The world's a disaster. Why should my life be any different? Jesus replied, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming to be the Messiah, and saying, The time has come, but don't believe them. And when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must come, but the end won't follow immediately. Then he added, Nations and kingdoms will proclaim war against each other. There will be great earthquakes, and there will be famines and epidemics in many lands. And there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs in the heavens. You feel what I'm saying, Nick? The world's a disaster, so why should my life be any different? Man, I feel what you're saying, Derek. Look, I see the same stuff you see, but I gotta be real with you, man. You're using all that excuse as a cover, dude. All those problems in the world are not your problem. You are your problem. You know, I mean, that stuff's been going on since time began. I'll tell you what you really need. You need the divine exchange. Divine exchange? Man, what are you talking about? Listen, let me tell you all about it. 2,000 years ago, when the world was under the control of the Romans, slavery thrived. 
prostitution flourished, corruption flooded the halls of governments, and racial tensions thrived. Oppression, injustice, negligence, and gross inequalities were seen at every turn. In reality, things were the same then as they are now. So in the midst of this dark society that saw itself as educated, enlightened, and advanced, God sent a great light. This light was Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He exchanged the splendor of heaven to embrace the depravity of the earth. People then, as now, were looking for Jesus to fix the problems of society. But Jesus did something even more powerful. Jesus went right to the root of the problems, the very heart of mankind. For instance, Jesus encountered a man with leprosy. This leper had an incurable disease, probably from being somewhere or doing something he shouldn't have. No one in the world wants anything to do with this leper. Physically, he's dying. And in his heart, he's also dying because it is impossible for him to be loved by anyone. But Jesus never looked at him as untouchable. He simply saw a man in desperate need of love. So Jesus reaches out to the man and embraces him. Instantly, the man's body is healed and at that very same moment, an exchange takes place in the man's heart as he receives the love of God. Once, a prostitute was brought to Jesus for judgment. All of the officials were ready to kill her, which would have been legal at the time. But Jesus knew that if everyone in that moment could experience the heart of God, their problems would be solved. When Jesus laid out the challenge, let him who is perfect throw the first stone, the officials knew in their hearts they were just as guilty as the prostitute. The arrogance and prejudice of the men had been confronted. Then Jesus turned his attention to the woman's heart and said, I don't condemn you. Simply stop sinning. This woman who only understood a perverted form of love exchanged her shame, insecurity, and fractured past for the inner healing and affirmation that could only come from God. Sadly, there were still people who rejected the life and light Jesus offered. None were so adamantly against Jesus than the ruling parties of the day. Even though Jesus was changing people's lives for the better, they sought to kill him. They saw Jesus winning the hearts of the people, and they were losing control. They desired a kingdom of their own making more than a king over their own hearts. The ruling leader sent an armed group of soldiers to arrest the man who spent his life helping and healing broken people. These soldiers forced Jesus into a mock trial where his own nation found him guilty of doing good deeds healing people of their diseases, and claiming to be God. For these so-called atrocities, they demanded the death sentence. When Jesus was brought before the Roman authorities, they saw it as a joke. Jesus had done nothing deserving of death, but the world had yet to see the true cost of rejecting Jesus.
The Roman governor had Jesus beaten in an attempt to please the Jews. Thirty-nine times Jesus was struck by the soldiers. Each slash across his body ripped his flesh open. By the end of the beating, Jesus was nearly dead. Many were amazed when they saw him, beaten and bloody. He was so disfigured, one would scarcely know he was a person. His beard had been ripped off his face. And then the soldiers made a crown of long, sharp thorns, and they put it on his head. Afterwards, they put a royal purple robe on him. Hail, King of the Jews! They mocked, and they hit him with their fists. As people continued to reject Jesus, their hearts grew darker and darker. The beating would not satisfy the crowds, so the soldiers led Jesus away to be crucified.
simple, Derek. The answer is sin. Because the people continued to reject Jesus and the life he tried to offer them, they remained broken in their sin. So in their broken, sinful state of mind, it only made sense to try to break Jesus. But the Son of God could not be broken. You see, Derek, Jesus himself had told his disciples that he was going to be betrayed, that he would be killed. But he also told them that three days later, he would rise from the dead. Derek, Jesus is no longer dead and in a grave somewhere. He's alive. He's risen. And he's still offering the divine exchange. But the world still continues to reject the life and the light that Jesus desires them to have. You know, everyone talks about changing the world and fixing all these problems in society and all that kind of stuff. But you know what, Derek? None of that happens until people let Jesus change their hearts first. So the world, it remains broken because of sin. People's lives, they remain broken because of sin. Your life, bro, it's been broken because of sin. But Jesus can change all that. No, no. See, that's where you're wrong, man. You haven't lost everything. Jesus paid it all for you. That's the divine exchange, Derek. Jesus exchanged his life for your sins so that you could exchange your sins for his life. He's paid it all. He's done it all. All you have to do is give your heart to him. All you have to do is receive the exchange that he wants to give you. That's the divine exchange, Derek. That's it. Come on, man. Rejoice, my hands will raise for the death that brought me into life. And all for love, my Jesus, you gave all for love. I'm standing in the water of 
Easter Sunday is a revisit to the cross. Let me be grateful for the cross this morning. You know, the cross is really a picture of a divine exchange. Whenever you read the story in the Bible about Jesus' crucifixion, and you hear about the beating, whenever they beat Jesus with a cat of nine tails, 39 lashes, that's scourging. There was an exchange that took place that day. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 53, in verse 4 and 5, that Jesus bore stripes on his back because a divine exchange was taking place. He bore stripes on his back so you and I could have forgiveness of sins, healing both spiritually and physically. Thank God for the power of the cross. Amen. It's more than just a story. It's an exchange, amen. The Bible tells us that whenever they weave that crown of thorns and they, they pressed it into the, into the skull of Jesus and they, they hit it with the, with the stick and, and, and those thorns pierced into his skull, there's a purpose behind that. It's part of the divine exchange. The Bible tells us that, that the thorns was a symbol of the curse. And when Jesus took the thorns into his skull... An exchange was taking place. He was taking the curse of mankind upon himself so you and I could have the blessing of eternal life. It's an exchange, saints of God. The Bible tells us that when he grabbed that rugged cross and he had to get himself under it in that blood open, wounded back of his and he carried that cross down to Golgotha, the Bible says... He carried his cross. But can I tell you something? Not only did he carry his cross, he carried your cross. He carried my cross. He carried all our crosses. And the Bible says, come unto him. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. It was a divine exchange. He exchanged our burden for his. The Bible tells us as he, as he further went along and they nailed him to that cross, that nailing wasn't in vain. That nailing was for a reason. It was another divine exchange. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 2 that Jesus nailed our sins. The handwriting of our offenses that raised its head against God. Jesus nailed it that day. Every sin that we've ever committed, every offense that we've ever, ever, we've ever made against the living God, Jesus exchanged our sin For his forgiveness. Thank God for his forgiveness. Amen. And then the Bible tells us after he took the nails, the last thing, they pierced his side. And when they pierced his side, the Bible tells us that blood and water ran down his side. And you know, the the medical profession tells us that for water to come out of his side, there had to be a breaking of, the, of the, the sack of fluid around his heart. And many believe that when Jesus died and that, and that blood and water came down his side, it was a sign that Jesus died, not of a loss of blood, but of a broken heart. 
You know, the cross is a story of a divine exchange. A divine exchange that your life don't have to be broken. Your life can be made whole. The divine exchange. The cross is a story. You don't have to live afar, apart from God. You can live with God in his presence, in his power, in his spirit every day. The cross is a great picture of a divine exchange where the Messiah took upon himself what we deserved. He took upon himself so that we could have a life abundantly. The cross is a powerful story. It's a powerful exchange where the, where the creator of the universe took what we deserved upon himself so that we could enjoy a life of eternal life. Amen. Would you stand with me? I want to pray for you today. Let's make application of the divine exchange today. I want you to just bow with me. And if you're a believer, I want you to just pray right now and ask God to release his spirit in this place. You know, that story that you just said, a man of brokenness, a life of brokenness, losing everything that he had, is a story that is very common. I understand it, and you probably understand it too. That sin has a way of breaking your life, destroying your life, tearing it down, wearing it out to the point that you don't have any hope and you don't have any courage and you don't have any strength to live your life. But the cross is a story of Jesus taking that broken life so that you could have a good life. I don't know where you are spiritually today, but I want you to know that Jesus paid a high price so that you could have a great life, an abundant life, a life overflowing with peace. Jesus wants you to have a life that you are excited about, encouraged about. That's why he died. You know, I came into church one day broken and beat up and and not knowing how I was going to go the next day. And I found out about the wonderful story of the cross. I knew God. I believed in God. I even prayed to God. But I didn't have a personal relationship with him. I had never come to know him personally. But somebody told me about the story of the cross, the love of God and invited me to ask Jesus to forgive my sins, wash my heart, come into my life and give me a new life. And you know, that day that I responded to the message of the cross was the day my life turned around. Amen. And I want to give you that chance today. We're praying for you this morning and asking God. The Bible says that the Lord knocks on the door of your heart. He's knocking on the door. And you know, the thing about it is, is that nobody can open that door but you. It's like the knob is on the inside and the Lord's knocking and said, I got a new life for you. I got an abundant life for you. Would you open the door and allow me to come in? I want to give you that invitation today to open your heart through prayer and ask the Lord to forgive your sins and to come into your life. If you say, Todd, would you pray for me today? My life is broken. I don't know if I'm going to heaven, but I do want to know. Would you give me a chance to pray that prayer? If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Those of you that raise your hand. I'm going to raise both your hands right now and say, Lord, that's me. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. Yes, there's hands going up everywhere. Now pray this prayer. We can all pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me, for shedding your blood for my sins. Lord Jesus, I believe that you can give me a new life. Lord Jesus, I want to exchange my broken life for your abundant life. Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me. Wash me. 
purify me so that my sins might be washed away. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross and shedding your blood so that I could be saved. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Praise you, Father. Before we go this morning, how many of you know that the cross is not just for salvation? The cross is so that you can have life. You can have abundant life. You might be burdened down today. You might be overwhelmed with life today. You know, when Jesus carried his cross, he carried yours too. He carried yours so that he said, come to me. If you're weary and you're burdened down and I will give you rest. I tell you today that there is peace that you can have today. In the midst of your trials and tribulations, amen? Listen, you don't have to live like your life is always going to be a failure and that you're never going to never get ahead, never get above your circumstances of life. I'm here to tell you that there is power in that cross and you, your curse has been broken off your life and you can have an abundant life, a blessed life. Amen. Are y'all with me out there? Come on, let's ask God right now. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray and ask the Lord to release His grace, to release His life. Come on, I'm praying for somebody out there that has been discouraged, been depressed. I'm praying for somebody out here. Come on, you've been struggling in your body. I'm telling you, Jesus bore stripes on His back that you might be healed physically and spiritually and emotionally. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the power of the cross. Jesus, you died. You gave your life so that we might live. And Lord, we appropriate the power of the cross right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you for your spirit that is breaking yokes, breaking strongholds, breaking bondages, breaking depression and discouragement off of the people of God. Thank you, Lord, for the resurrection, for it is finished and life evermore has been released over mankind in the mighty name of of Jesus, I pray. And everybody shouted and said, Amen. How many of you glad that he's not dead? He's alive. Amen. He's alive. Come on, let's sing it. He's alive. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise. Give him glory and give him honor. Greatest day history death is beaten you have rescued me sing it out jesus is alive the empty cross the empty grave life eternal you have won the day shout it out jesus is alive come on shout it out he's alive Wash my sin away, oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same, forever I am changed. When I stand, when I stand in that place, free at last, meeting face to face, I am yours. Jesus, you are mine. In this joy, perfect peace, 
Earthly pain finally will cease. Celebrate, Jesus is alive. He's alive, yeah. Oh, happy day, happy day. You wash my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day. I'll never be the same. Never be the same, Lord. Forever I am changed. What a glorious day. Oh, what a glorious day. What a glorious way. You have saved me. What a glorious day, what a glorious name, cause you have saved me, oh, happy day, happy day, you wash my sins away, oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same, oh, happy day, happy day. Wash my sin away, oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same, never be the same, forever I am changed, praise you Lord, praise you Lord, I'll never be the same. Amen. I'm so glad that he's not in the grave, that he rose and he's alive. Amen. Hey, you know, I heard this story this week about this guy. He had cancer and he lost an eye and uh, they actually had to remove an eye. And all he had was a socket there, a hole. And uh, he went up for prayer in a meeting one day and uh, and he went up like for a cold or something. And they prayed for him. And while they were praying for him, they decided to just pray for him for his eye. And, uh, and, 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 and all of a sudden, they prayed for him, and he could see out of that hole. Yeah. And somebody was skeptical, and they said, no way. There's no way. And so what they did was they got an eye doctor to come in, a specialist to come in, and they taped up one side of his face and, and said, now, now, are you sure he can't see? I'm sure he can't see. And then with that hole... He began to read a book from top of the page to the bottom of the page. Amen. Come on. Now listen, I tell you what, God don't need much to do a miracle. Amen. I mean, he can take a little bit of dirt and just bless it. And all of a sudden, there's life. Hey, listen, this is just the beginning of a series we're going to do on divine exchange. Come on. The Bible says that the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Come on. How many of you know the cross is the power of God? Thank God for the resurrection and for the cross of Jesus Christ. 
Father, I pray today, Lord, that you bless every family and every person here. God, may they have a great resurrection Sunday. Lord, may you touch their life. May you fill their life. May you empower them. May you strengthen them. May you stir their heart. Give them a fresh fire and hunger and fervency for the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody that agreed, shouted and said, Amen. Come on, give God praise. You're dismissed. God bless you. Have a great day.